Following the news that Jared Kushner appears to have cashed in on his time in the White House with a $2 billion investment from none other than Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, there have been calls from watchdog groups and top Democrats for a criminal investigation to be launched. With me now is Vicki Ward, investigative journalist and author of Kushner, Inc. Give us some insight, if you can. Why would the Saudi sovereign fund give $2 billion to Jared Kushner, who has no experience as that level of an investor? Why'd they give him the money? There are questions about Jared Kushner's role right at the beginning of the Trump administration in actually helping Mohammed bin Salman get his job as crown prince. Um, from where he went on to do a lot of things, including the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, um, the roundup at the Ritz-Carlton, uh, the blockade of Qatar, where the United States has uh, our, our air base, that could be deemed to be not only against American values, but against uh, American national security. Just the two of us, we can make it if we try, just the two of us, you and I. Spent a lot of my time in my life investigating criminals, drug kingpins, arms dealers, killers, shooters, mafia hitmen, you name it, I've sat face to face with them. So I know crime, I know gangsters, and I know the underworld. As of late, as I look at the geopolitical landscape and the globalization of crime and business, I can only shake my head. Recently, I did a film on Showtime about a crew of kids in New York City named the Supreme Team. They were major narcotics traffickers who fed New York City with crack cocaine, and now the two leaders find themselves in jail for life, which I think on the surface might be just a tad bit unfair. It's not fair because the level of criminality that I now see that takes place in politics and actually has an effect on our lives is staggering. That is why recently, when I read an article in Vanity Fair, I got a bit angry. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Jared Kushner was given $2 billion from Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund? Does that make sense? A Sovereign Wealth Fund is a state-owned investment fund or entity. In Saudi Arabia's case, the Sovereign Wealth Fund is not designed as a savings fund, but as a stabilization and development fund. The revenue from the fund is intended to cushion the state budget from fluctuations in oil prices, act as a catalyst to creating jobs at home, and attract talent from abroad. The fund was set up in 1971, though it only really started gaining traction under the new Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in 2015. Now I'm not here to count anyone's money, but inside the article was some fascinating information that I needed to personally unpack for you. The article was written by writer Bess Levin. In it, she says, the Sovereign Wealth Fund's board, which happens to be led by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, or MBS, I hope I got that right, reportedly ignored the concerns of the fund's due diligence panel, which concluded that no one in their right mind would give the former first son-in-law a dime. Among other things, the panel noted that management was inexperienced, that the kingdom would be responsible for the bulk of the investment and risk, and that Kushner's fee seemed excessive, and that the firm's operations were unsatisfactory in all aspects. Now, $2 billion is a large fucking sum of money, 
And the idea that Kushner gets that money to make investments wherever he might please really says everything you need to know about America's ongoing relationship with the Saudis and how Kushner, Ivanka, his family, and anyone else for that matter, is okay taking money from a regime who is just a tad bit ruthless, if I do say so myself. The CIA has concluded through its investigation that the Saudi crown prince ordered the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Trump administration touched off a new storm of criticism over the killing of Saudi writer Jamal Khashoggi. The U.S. has sanctioned some Saudis in response, but the crown prince has yet to face any punishment. Jamal Khashoggi entered the consulate at 1.15 p.m. on the 2nd of October. He went to the consul general's office. They questioned Khashoggi about his plans to return to Saudi Arabia. The recordings then document a short fight, followed by a conversation among the members of the assassination team. According to the UN investigation, Khashoggi was then injected with a sedative and suffocated with a plastic bag. Then a forensic pathologist on the team, Salah Al-Tubaygi, started dismembering Khashoggi's body. She said Khashoggi had been the victim of a deliberate, premeditated execution, an extrajudicial killing for which the state of Saudi Arabia was responsible under international human rights law. Yeah, so you might have heard that the intelligence apparatus inside Saudi Arabia, led by the crown prince, decided it was a good idea to kidnap Jamal Khashoggi. Bone saw him in two pieces and then distribute his body parts somewhere. I'm not even sure if they have found said body parts as of yet. Khashoggi was a journalist for the Washington Post, and he seems to be collateral damage to really anyone doing business with Saudi Arabia. That includes all the nice golfers who are now being paid by the crown prince on the Live Golf Tour, and our buddy Jay Kush. But who am I to judge? You know, if the Crown Prince wanted to fund one of my documentaries or movies and wanted to spend $20 million, what do you say? I hope I would have the moral fortitude to turn it down. And maybe the thinking goes, I'm sure at some point our CIA or some of those special forces guys have definitely used a bone saw on somebody. Or maybe worse. So, as an American, who the fuck am I to judge, right? Protesters demonstrating in New Jersey today as the Live Golf Tournament gets underway there. Survivors and family members of 9-11 victims blasting former President Donald Trump for hosting the Saudi-backed golf tour. The tournament is happening at the former president's Bedminster golf course, just 50 miles from where the Twin Towers fell. Protesters are accusing him and the golfers on the tour of accepting so-called blood money from a government they say is connected to the terror attacks. Liv is paying pro golfers big bucks to ditch the PGA Tour. Phil Mickelson reportedly signing a $200 million contract with the league. Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Bryson DeChambeau also signing on, among others. If we can't get a golfer to at least look us in the eye and tell us that they're doing it for the money and they don't give a shit about the atrocities of Saudi Arabia, they're cowards. Now, further in the article, it states that Jared Kushner defended MBS in his memoir, writing that he chose to set aside his concerns about the grizzly murder and focus on all of the supposedly positive things that the guy had done. 
While Kushner has insisted that his going to bat for MBS had absolutely nothing to do with the large sum of money he received, it sounds like others are not so convinced. In June, something called the House Oversight Committee launched an investigation into the $2 billion investment. Good job. Rep. Caroline Maloney wrote in a letter to Kushner that month, The committee is concerned by your decision to solicit billions of dollars from the Saudi government immediately following your significant involvement in shaping U.S.-Saudi relations. She added, among other things, his close ties with MBS, that it might create the appearance of a quid pro quo for your foreign policy work during the Trump administration. Well, Caroline, from what I can tell, the story of Kushner taking $2 billion and then taking a $25 million fee, if that isn't quid pro quo, then I'm not sure what is. I mean, shit. Ivanka, Jared. If Donnie T gets into any type of financial trouble, he can just go to J-Bone for a loan. And for fuck's sake, the bone sawing of a journalist, I mean, you gotta look past that, right? I'm sure the Washington Post and Jamal's family have something to say about that. But the price of oil and our indentured servitude to the kingdom is much more important, right? Well, President Biden is facing pressure from his own party to punish a major strategic partner. Democrats argue the recent move by Saudi Arabia to cut oil production is bad for the U.S. and good for Russia. A vague warning from President Biden about consequences for a global oil giant. We're going to react to Saudi Arabia. But that wasn't specific enough for some Senate Democrats. Uh, We we can't take this uh, sitting down. They're pushing him to freeze arms sales to Saudi Arabia or pull all U.S. troops out of the country after the Saudis and other oil producing nations known as OPEC plus chose to cut worldwide oil production by about 2%. And President Biden himself traveled to Saudi Arabia this summer, even fist-bumping Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, despite his role in the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. One of the reasons that Vanity Fair even wrote this article was that Kushner was attending something they call Davos in the desert. Not to be confused with the real Davos, which is a billionaire retreat where billionaires and global superpowers hobnob and decide the fate of us ingrates. The U.S. Treasury, Commerce, and State Departments all previously told the New York Times that their top officials would not be attending Davos in the desert. See, Kushner was not the only American businessman to make the trip. CEOs of Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Blackstone were all there, as was the founder of Bridgewater Associates because there's money there. It's an interesting development, because I remember when the bone saw incident happened, there seemed to be a lot of outrage by the CEOs of those companies and its leaders. But you know, once that all blows over, no need not to head to the kingdom and continue to rape and pillage the globe so the executives can get their third or fourth fucking house and their wives can keep up their Botox routines. In other Saudi news, Donnie T hosted a heavily criticized Saudi-funded tournament at his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey over the summer. In response to the outrage from the families of 9-11 victims, 
he falsely and bizarrely claimed that no one's gotten to the bottom of that 9-11. Really? Fucking A, Donnie. Now you can add 9-11 conspiracy truther to your resume. Didn't you say you were at ground zero? Or did you make that up also? Anyway, this is all great stuff. And back to my original point. In this country, we like to make bad guys out of drug dealers and petty criminals who make throwaway cash compared to the bond villains and greed vultures who continue to get richer without any ramifications. This should be a fun story to track. I mean, where does this investigation by Caroline go? Where does Jay Kush spend that dirty Saudi cash? What companies will even take that cash? The new version of TikTok? I'm, I'm not sure. Who wants to be in bed with Jared Kushner? I'm sure somebody with that amount of money, it'll happen. Maybe he can give Kanye and Candace Owens some of that bread for parlor. Or I heard the Proud Boys are in the market for some weapons. Fuck, think about the possibilities here, Jared. Think about it. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Just the two of us. We can make it. You and I. Sing it, Donnie. 